Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Thanks to IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate. Call 13IMAR. Patton Hills, Queensland, Maine, on 693 SENQ. Welcome back. Big day for Hills and myself today. We're uh, first day on 693 SENQ. We've had a great array of guests, including Scotty Sattler and Matty Hayden. Kevin Walters join us. We've got Sally Pearson coming up a little later on, our Olympic champ. Spoke to the Lions. Great. Uh, and Skipper in Dane's Orca. But we've got... One of our very special guests now coming up, Heels, Australian Sports Hall of Famer, Order of Australia medalist, and for the first time since 1976, he's not coaching a football side. Yeah, yeah. Wayne Bennett, a very good morning to you. Welcome to your new jobs and hope it's a success for you. Thank you, mate. Really appreciate it. Now, uh, just one, this one's come from Heels. Was Heels the greatest media manager that you've ever worked with? <laughs> Oh, he did. He did try to give me a bit of advice a few times when I was at war with the media. Um, I've got to say, he was good. He was good. It was great. It was a pleasure to have him. But uh, yeah, and I think his best advice to me was Wayne. He said, "You got. You just got to stop taking it personally. <laughs> Talk to the fans, <laughs> Wayne. Personal, mate. They have, they have the go at me and the team. It is personal, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, now, this has been a big break for you, Benny. Um, are you getting impatient, or you've got the feeling you might need a bit more time? Uh, no, I'm, I'm neither of those. Um, no, I, I do miss it. Um, you know, I miss the consistency of it, the routine of it, uh, and I miss just being around, around players. And I've always enjoyed what I've done. I mean, there's been some tough days that you don't enjoy them, but in weeks, but you know, generally I've enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm looking forward to going back. But it's not hurting me not doing anything. It, um, I'm, I'm doing plenty, but not actually coaching. So it's not. I don't feel I'm going backwards, but anyway, I'm looking forward to coming back in November. Hey, foundation coach at the Bronx in 88, we all know that. What's the difference between the setup for the Broncos back all those years ago and what you're doing right now? Uh, I suppose the two major differences that, you know, the Broncos, we had no facilities, none at all. Redcliffe have got a magnificent setup out there. It's unbelievable. It's world class. Um, so that's huge. That mm-hmm. is absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. If you remember, we went to Red Hill, we had a little old. Uh, change room there That's and right. a little club there if you remember that and, yeah. uh, you know we had lots of debates and arguments about where we were going to be we nearly finished up in Newman Oval but we didn't anyway we finished up there uh, we had no one the showers were cold we never we <laughs> got hot there's no hot water I'm not making that up there wasn't um, the terrible the ground was in terrible shape to train on but you know we we embraced it and we got on with life and got it done um, and the second part is that um, you know, we we had a, like I think Redcliffe tell the story in, in that '87 Grand Final. They had five players that played for Australia that year, and and so you know, there was a lot of Origin players. They were all in Queensland still a lot of because Origin had 
been going six or seven years, but there wasn't the, the national. There was no other teams out of Queensland at the mm. time of the National League. So you know, we picked up a lot of players that were quality players to start the Broncos. Well, it's different now. We've got to try and bring Queenslanders home, or we've just got mm. to bring you know New South Wales players. But it's a, it, they've got to leave clubs. Uh, that they're already in the top competition in the world. So, yeah, that's the difficult part. Oh, I've got a magnificent image of you for sort of late next year, mid to late next year, you turn the hot water off, don't you? Because <laughs> because I love that story. It's not about the facilities, is it? It's about hunger, it's about desire, and it's about the people that you've got. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, you've been through a lot of areas in cricket as well, so you know what you what they get to date and what you first got when you came in, you yeah. know, but it was never a deterrent for us to get the job done, and, and I, I shudder every time someone tells me they got to build me, build me a new change room. Yes. I kind of love the old change room because it's got some culture there and it's got some feeling about it, and, you know, some great men have played there, so, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. I mean, we've got to continue to improve, but uh, I love the old stuff, yeah. Let, let me ask the cliched question. Does the fire still burn as strongly as it did in, in the 87, 88, or, or even when you started with Ippy in, in 76? Well, I wouldn't do it, Pat. I, I don't have to do it. I don't, you know, it's not, I don't need the income. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. I'm going to make it in life, you know. But um, I, I, I love what I do. I, I'm, I'm passionate about it. And, uh, you know, I told a story recently about Don Ferner, who was wonderful to me when I went to Cameron in 87. Mm. Um, well, cut a long story short, but the bottom line was when I first arrived down there, I realised, you know, what he was struggling with. He was struggling with enthusiasm and passion himself. He'd, he'd lost the he'd lost the, the desire to coach, mm. and and um, and I was young and, and I bought all that, and that was fine. And we had a great relationship, and we did a great did a great job. We finished up playing in the grand final. We finished twelfth the year before out of thirteen teams, and then we played in the grand final. But the thing I learned, and the thing I promised myself, and I, and I will live live it, um, is that when I lose the passion and when I lose the fire in my belly for it, I'll walk away straight away. I won't wait one more day. I'll just tell them I'm going. Um, because you, you just become ineffective and you destroy a lot of things around you because because you don't you know challenge people and try to get the best out of themselves and trying to help them get the best out of themselves. So I don't have that moment. That moment hasn't come yet. I, I still look forward to going to training. I still want to get out of bed early in the morning and go through all the hassle you've got to go through. <laughs> But when I lose that, when I don't want to do that anymore, I will I'll retire straight away. I won't stay one day longer than I should. Yeah, that's a great understanding of your personal challenges. But what about these coaching challenges these days? You've seen, you know, you've spanned what, four generations, different players. How different are they these days? And is it a challenge that you relish? Yeah, well, I relish it. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. But, you know, I, I don't... We're four generations on, but I'm still dealing with young men that want to be good football mm, players, and, yep. and that, that that hasn't changed. And, and and I haven't changed in my approach to it. Do I do things a little bit differently? Yeah, I do. We have a lot more science behind what we do, and a lot more technology, and all of those things. But the bottom line is, we're st- I'm still dealing with young men that want to become great football players, mm. and so so the things that, to me are still, you know, how you handle that situation, how we handled them 40 years ago, is still very similar today. Because at, at the end of the day, guys. If you're not committed to coming to training, you're not committed to working hard, you're not committed to doing your best, then there's no place for you in the team that I coach. So that's pretty simple for me. I don't have to have an argument with myself about that. I still have a lot of young men that want that. They want to, they want to work hard. They want to be successful. They want to be part of something special. Yeah. And, and um, that, that's, that hasn't changed. In saying that, it's though... It's like your values. Yeah. But it's not like your values. You know, so many things have changed in our life, but, you know, being honest... Um, being true to yourself, all those things, you know, they're never going to change. Yeah. They're never going to change. 
And if they do, then, you know, you change. Yeah. In, in saying that, though, in, in the, the, the many, many times that we've done, you know, whether a public speaking, et cetera, I always get the impression that, sure, winning football games is your primary job, winning premierships is your primary job, but I reckon you get a, a hell of a lot of satisfaction about it, pulling the ones from who've just strayed to that wrong side of the rails and pulling them back to, to the best of your ability. Yeah, well, I love, I love the battler. President Truman, American president, said, you know, said God must have loved the common man and w- woman because he made so many of us. <laughs> and, and I kind of, it resonates with me all the time, you know. A lot of us are very common and a lot of us have different battles, you know, but I, I love being around that person. I love to be there to, to help them get to that next place in life. It's, um, and for some of them, it's a great challenge. I mean, yeah. you know, the question I'm probably asked, you know, which I always, you know, what's the best thing you can do for your, for your, um, um, for your kids is, well, be good parents. You know, I've, I've coached so many young men that have been poorly parented. It's heartbreaking. And, and they're so far behind all those young men that have been properly parented. And, you know, you try to make a gap up for them and you, and you do all you can to help them. And, yeah. and you do get them better. But, you know, the best thing we can do as, as parents is be bloody good parents and help these young men. Uh, in your football world now, uh, how... How has this club building been? You know, has it been a challenge or is it running as smoothly as you'd like? No, it's not running as smoothly as I'd like. But look, we've, I'm working with really good Peter, uh, people. Terry Reid is a tremendous CEO. I work with a lot of CEOs and he's really, really good. Uh, got Peter O'Sullivan there is a very good talent scout. cares about the players as well. I've got Kurt Richards working with me as head of our um, Performance and pathways areas, you know. So I've got the right people around around us all, and um, we've been very deliberate. We just haven't wasted our money on on guys that we don't believe are going to be good fit for our club, and we've been patient. And you know, that's um, that's where it's at, and that's where it'll stay. I mean, we've still got a lot of good money left in the salary cap to buy quality players, but if we can't get that player we want, we'll wait another twelve months and we'll get that player we want. Mm. So, you know, we built the Broncos on on, on a long term view, and, and I've got the same. Um, people here at the at Red Clip and uh, Bob, Bob Jones has been great to work with the chairman and the and the board and they've all got the long term view as well. No one's coming in this for a quick fix. Uh, you talk about t- taking that long term view. Is Munster then still part of the, the long term view? Yeah, no, he's part of the long term view. Absolutely, is. Yep, yep. If we don't get him in twenty three, which obviously we, we don't believe we will, but certainly twenty four is on the table for us, and ho- hopefully it's on the table for him. Yeah, there seems to be a lot more players available in 24, doesn't there, than 23? Yeah, well, there are. Well, it's just, you know, got different guys coming off contracts and that. But as I said, you know, we haven't wasted our money. We've got good money left in the salary cap to buy two or three quality players that we know we need. We, I think we're pretty happy with our forward pack. And those three forwards out of Melbourne has been a wonderful get for us. Yeah. Uh, they'll make a huge difference to our club. And um, so I'm really happy with that. And I've got the right type of people in the leadership roles or put in leadership roles. They're already you know, doing that at clubs now and doing it very successfully. So, yeah, we've just got to get a couple of backs now that, that uh, will finish off um, the recruiting for us. Can you give us any tips around the halves? <laughs> I know Sean O'Sullivan's on the uh, way. Yeah, that's right. No, well, it, you know, Cam probably won't be there next year, but we've got one of two in mind we're working with at the moment trying to get them across the line so but I can't give any tips back no I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) well uh, to to be truthful Benny since we've been working together since 76 you haven't really given me many tips over that time (laughs) no that's true Pat I still remember how hard I made it for you Um, you're a young journalist and I was a young coach and I thought 
the smart ass. I'm going to give him nothing. I remember, I remember one of our very famous interviews over at Brothers one day when it was a yes, absolute yes, no. It was. It was too. <laughs> and I, and I realised that day how important was the yes, no answer because you're trying to think of your next question and you don't have an opportunity to really to really get that question right because the guys just said no and there's not going to be any follow up on this. I've got to get to the next question. I remember. Yeah, I only got a great kick out of that. One of them, <laughs> I knew you would, Wayne. Yes, there's that sadistic streak about you. I remember um, one night in the bowels of QE2, uh, Brent Tate had had an absolute blinder. He was a kid. And all I wanted was out of Benny to say something about him for the news that night because, you know, he'd scored a couple of tries. He'd made a heap of breaks. He was, he, you know, and he looked like a star in the making, as he turned out to be. Uh, and Wayne would just give me nothing. It was just donuts. Not, a, not even a, He's well, pretty good, this Tate. Why well, well, I give you nothing? Because he was going to get a lot of raps anyway. I didn't, <laughs> want, to, I, I didn't get him want, want, want to see him on TV, the coach giving him a rap. I just didn't want to see that rubbish. You know? <laughs> that was not going to help him. So the coach is always thinking about, you know, how do I keep this guy on track? How, how do I not lose him and make him the player that I think he can be? So... <laughs> But yes. I've got to say, we've, we have a long relationship and we get Channel 7 shows on Sunday. We used to go up there, if yeah. you remember. Sports scene, exactly um, right. Sports scene, yeah, that's right, mate. But you've always done the right thing by me. I've always appreciated yeah. that. So that's why I'm here this morning. Yeah. So well, has been the same. Well, so. we used to love having you on because we didn't have to bribe you. I used to have to pies. bribe Arthur with pies. <laughs> 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 Benny, our question no, to yeah. everyone this morning is our favourite Queensland moments. Would there be one that springs to your mind? Oh, look, there's a stack of them, actually. I mean, Sam Trimble and Wally Grout and Ken mm-hmm. McKay refusing to go out when Queensland were trying to win a share for your shield. I mean, you'd listen to that all day, or you'd be wherever you were. You'd have the radio on, which doesn't happen today, of course. But, you know, look, there's been some, you know, all other great Olympic athletes like Kieran Perkins and those guys. That was so inspirational in their time. But I, I still think Arthur Beetson running out, yeah. 1980, first origin game, and he can't... He, he, he he could hardly walk, let alone jog. He jogged yeah. onto that field. That, that It was a walk jog, you know, because his knees were gone. He was gone as a player. But his presence meant so much to those to that to that, to that team that night. Um, and the rest is, you know, I don't know if any other code is, or sportsman or woman has inspired Queensland as much as Origin has for the last 40-odd years because yep. there's been so many magnificent performances. And I think all of us in Queensland, I mean, Cameron Smith, the golfer, I heard him recently get interviewed, you know, and he talked about it was a tough day, but he said, I watched Origin that often. He said, I yeah. just learned things from them watching those guys, you know. I think we've, I think Origin's had an impact on every Queenslander. Yeah, you're dead and, right. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's a great it's a great concept, but as I said, Arthur Beach in that night, I can still see him running through the tunnel, yeah. my knees strapped, whatever, hardly, hardly jogging. Uh, and it's, he played that way all night, but... We won that night, and we had to win that night because it was the, it was a standard that you know from then on. I think every every origin origin players live by, and and it's inspired a state. Yeah, beautifully said. Hey, mate, we, we've taken up too much of your time. We really appreciate you joining us today for our, yeah. our first show. Well, won't get me too often. I was happy to help you out today, but don't keep don't ring me again for a while. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. No yeah. dramas. Um, Thanks, Otherwise Benny. Otherwise, you're getting the yes-nos. <laughs> it's been, it's been a joy. Thank you, Ben. It's the easiest interview I've ever done with him. <laughs> oh, wonderful, too. Uh, and, yes, it is a big show today, and we'd, we'd love to know what you think is Queensland's greatest sporting moment. Uh, give us a call, please. Those numbers are 13, 13 55, the Brighton Homes open line, or the Becker Watt Lawyers text line, 0467 736 736. It's 818. Hills, we best get to a break. Okay.
Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.